Get a chair, pillow, blanket, hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. 
Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I ain't here to judge. First of all, shout out to, man, Hoodoo Heritage Month. Shouting out for the ancestors and everything. Thank all that purchased my book. You know, um, still time. You still can get it. It's on Amazon. So, you know, gathering around the kitchen table and other stories. A conjure spell book. So, you're welcome to grab that. It's on Amazon. Y'all, I have been really making sure that I enjoy my life and that I am here in this present moment. I'm a finagle. I am a, just a finagle for therapy. You know, I'm happy that I made that choice shit some years ago to say, hey, I don't like the way my life is going. And in order, excuse me, for me to move forward, I had to go back and heal some traumas and some triggers and all that that I've been through and how to, you know, control my emotions. And seeing how those emotions, how I let them overpower me. Spirituality teaches you how to get your life in order. Spirituality is not about getting revenge on your man or your ex. It's not about, I want to be the best great I am. It's definitely not about, oh, well, you know, I need to get back at this person. I'm going to get all this money. Nah, it breaks you down. And it builds you back up. <laughs> but it breaks you down. Oh, man, you go through every emotion. You go through... All kinds of things. You're going to tear your ass. You're going to mess up. You're going to fuck up. You're going to say the wrong thing. You may do some things that you're not supposed to do because you don't know. But it's all a part of learning. It is all a part of learning. And I'm grateful. I am grateful. Sitting back, I am grateful for all the things that I learned. And I'm grateful for the people that were in my life. Today, I had my grandson. And, you know, I was cleaning and, you know, the song came on, Sadie. You know, Sadie May, don't you know we love you, sweet? I had a friend growing up. Her name was Sadie. She lived across the street from me. She had a brother named Whitney, a brother named Timothy, right? And me and Sadie were friends. Like, we were friends. And we grew up. We had so many things in common. We had bigger brothers. We, you know, we played double dutch, hopscotch. We went to the park, jumped on the swings, flipped, jumped on the gate, hurt ourselves. But Sadie was my friend. And years later, right, I had lived, I got married. I had kids and I lived down the block in the projects. I had moved in the projects. And I was at my mom's house. My mom was still alive then. And Ibae. And... This girl pulls up, jumps out the car, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, yo, I know her, right? And I was sitting on a step with my sister-in-law, and the kids was playing. They was playing up and down the block, and i never forget. She jumped out the car, and she said, oh, you can't speak, and I was like, oh, shit, that's Sadie. Now, people kind of hold you somewhat to your past. And I think this is the conversation for this. 
people would try to hold you to your past, right? Now, growing up, I smoked, hung out, you know, I drank and stuff. You know, I was the daredevil. You say, don't do this. I'm going to do it anyway. So now I'm grown. I got a husband. I got a family support. You know, I got kids. I'm in the PTA. I'm the president of the PTA. And she jumped out and she was like, oh my God. And I was like, wow. And, you know, we was talking and she was like, yeah, I remember when you did this and you did that. And I was like, yeah, I don't do that no more, girl. And some people will keep you in that era of your life. And I was, I never forget, I was like, nah, I said, you know, my husband get off. Craig was getting off soon. God bless the dad. Um, and she was like, so you can't hang out? And I was like, nah. I was like, nah, girl, I'll do that. And she got in the car, because she was with some friends. She got in the car, and she left, and I never saw her again. Never saw her again. Um, she was a cool girl, you know. But we all have to evolve. We all have to grow. We all have. We all have. <laughs> we have to. Even though sometimes we'll fight and scream and try to go against it. But we all have to grow. We all evolve. You know, life itself shows you that things change. It is constantly changing. We may have the formula of time, but we definitely can't duplicate it. <laughs> and we don't have no control over it. Time is time. Same way we have formula for water. We sure can't make it. So, I mean, and some people would rather see you in that same predicament or in that same space. And you can't be. They can, even though the world around them is changing. You know, some people, they don't like change. Some people just like it as it is. No change. Keep it just the way it is. No, change is inevitable. <laughs> Everything changes. Everything grows. And the beauty is in the growth. Watching things grow. Watching it, you know, just blossom. Just watching it. And it's so beautiful when you see it. See how everything evolves and how, you know. I love seeing brothers that I knew back in the day that sold drugs. And now they're in school or now they're running their own company. And they're doing things legit. And you're like, yo, kudos. I love to see fathers change get some healing and now they're so much better as men and as dads and they're being a part of their children's lives i love seeing that it's growth we just have a tendency to try to hold people in their past i can't be e5 bail that was 18 she's gone she's done she's she's back there i can't be e5 bail that was 25 she's gone I love the experience. I love the people I met, the good, the bad, and the indifference. But I'm not there no more. I'm Ifa Bayo in her 50s. And I'm grateful for it because a lot of people didn't get to see this age. I did. For some strange reason, they liked me and they kept me here. So I'm here. Okay. But I, I'm not, I'm not going to still try to do those things that I did when I was young. I enjoyed it. I was in the car yesterday in the Uber driver. First of all, let me just share this. Going there, I had a great Uber driver. Ever since I've been using Uber, Lyft, I've had like no complaints. 
going there, I had this, um, man, this cool Uber driver. We was talking about change, talking about growth, talking about family, and you cannot, you know, and when I saw the video, I was like, yo, I was just talking about that. You cannot parent grown children, right? We try to. We try to parent our grown children. We can't. They are grown now. They are, They have their own lives. And all you could do is love them and pray for them and keep going. So the first Uber driver, right? Cool dude. When I tell you cool white guy, cool. I'm, I'm going to say his color because it was white dude, but he was cool. So he said, you know, I learned this lesson. You cannot parent grown children. So he had a son and his son was, you know, drinking a little bit too much. So he tried to explain to his son, listen. You're going to get in trouble, you know, you keep on drinking like this. You're going to have some repercussions. You have some consequences. So his son was like, ah, I ain't like you, old man. You know, like, he wasn't saying it in a disrespectful way, but he wasn't listening to his father. He was like, you know, I'm not like you. I know how to do it. So he said, sometimes your kids have to go through something. He said, so instead, he just took to praying. He said, let him learn a lesson. He said, he prayed to God. This white dude, he said, he was just talking to me. I guess he needed someone to vent to, right? And he was like, he said, I prayed to God, like, God, please, he won't listen to me. Teach him a lesson. Don't hurt him, but teach him a lesson where it'll get through him where he won't drink. He said within, it wasn't even, he said, it wasn't even a full seven days. His son got pulled over and arrested for drinking and driving. First time. Child never been in trouble. He a grown man, past 30. But he said, never been in trouble. He's never had no kind of problems, nothing. He said, but he kept on wanting his son to know, yo, you're drinking a little bit too much and you can get in trouble. So his son didn't pay attention. So when his son got arrested, he said, he, he said, that's when he knew you can't parent adult children. So his son couldn't call his girlfriend couldn't call his friends. They had no money. They they didn't know what to do. So he called his father. Now, if your parent is telling you, listen, you're drinking, yo, you get pulled over, you can lose your license, you a truck driver, you know, like, yo, you're doing it too much. Didn't want to listen. Nope, not him. Uh, well, the worst happened. And it did. Now he has to take like classes and stuff. One incident can have an impact on your life. So he tried, you know, he explained to his son, I'm not getting on you because I want to control you, but I see where it's going. And that one small bad decision can have an impact on your life. It's not going to hurt you, but it'll really inconvenience you. No one's not saying don't drink, but just be mindful of how much you consume. The son had to learn. And guess what? He don't drink no more. And not at all. At all. So we was talking about that. Now, I get to my destination. I was washing clothes. I get out. Finish washing my clothes. Call the Uber. In all my years of using Uber or Lyft, I've never had a racial or racist driver. I never had someone that was really disrespectful. I didn't have no one that was horrible at all, right? I have some instances, but it was never uh, a racist thing. 
So I had these two small bags. They weren't big bags. They were two small bags. Leaving the laundry. The guy pulls up. I said, hey, can you open up your trunk? He told me no. He said no. He said, and I'm not taking it. I said, okay, cancel the ride. He didn't even cancel the ride. He, when he saw my black ass, he did not want a black woman in his car. So there was words exchanged. He didn't cancel it. So you know now when you cancel Uber, they take a percentage. I don't know if they do it in your neck of the woods, but in my neck, they take a percentage. So the second Uber driver I got, because this dude wasn't even going to cancel. He thought he was going to get paid for a full trip. So the second Uber driver, I said, you know, he said, you put that in the chair. Those are little bags. He said, trust me, I've seen where people have big bags and you got to make two trips and all. He said, you got two little bags. He said, you can put it in the... um." In the in the chair, right? I said okay, but I, I still I put it in his trunk, right? Now the thing is, which me and the second Uber driver, why are you picking up at a laundromat? It tells you where you're going, right? Laundromat. So if you know you can't put nothing in your your trunk or your back seat, then why do it? Why come? That's like going to the supermarket. You picking up a, a person that's at the supermarket at Walmart. You already know they got bags. So then why, why, if your trunk is full or you just come out and say, I don't want black people in my car, then why are you over in a predominantly black area? Who you think you're going to pick up, Casper? So I waited, got home. I wrote Uber, was not playing. I wrote Uber. I let them know. I sent them the pictures and everything. They refunded me and gave me some bucks. But I was like, wow. Once again, the old me, I think I would have snatched that man out of his car and we'd have went toe for toe. Real talk. When I tell you spirituality changes your life, it helps you to grow, not only with age, but your mental. It, it You know, you, you have other ways of clearing up and finding solutions. You stand up for yourself. You're not allowing people to mistreat you. But therapy also works. Everything works together to make you into a complete human being. Right? Because we have to get back to just helping. And you also learn the art of forgiveness. Right? I'm still a work in progress. I'm being honest. I'm a work in progress. Some people, I can forgive you for myself. I don't need closure. The closure was when you, you disrespected me. I don't need closure. I forgive people. And I don't need to tell you, I forgive you so I can move on. I'm not holding on to all of that, that negative and all that anger and animosity. I'm not doing that. I'm moving on with my life. If you are being a menace or you're being a headache on my page, I will remove you. I don't have a problem with that. I don't care what you say on your page. Listen, I've been called worse by better. I always tell people that. What you say about me, great. It, that doesn't kill me. It does not stop me. It doesn't do none of that. I am no longer this little child. And then you also have to remember to heal that version of you that allowed all that stuff to happen. So it's really reaching back and healing all of that. The spirituality being initiated, did that help me? Yes, it did. It really did. I, I'm not even going to front. It did. It helped me in more ways than I can imagine. You know, mentally as well as spiritually, it did. I don't have to... I don't have to go and do word for word or 
you know, show my hand and sit here and argue with people, be it online or in person. I can just remove myself and go on about my life. I don't need to go and kill chickens and light candles. Why am I wasting money on you and you're not important? You're not relevant. So, no. What I would do is pray for your healing and keep going. That's it. That's all. I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not your judge and jury. I'm not the one that's going to put you in the ground or put you in heaven. I'm not that. I, I don't need to be bothered. Yeah, I have emotions. I'm going to go through all of them. I'm human. We, we, we don't turn our emotions off. We're not vampires. Like, yo, no. We can't just turn it off. Turn it off. No. If you get angry, you're going to feel anger. If you be happy, you're going to feel happy. If you feel anxiety, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel all of these things. We are human. We have to feel them. The problem is we want to bottle them up. And then we take it out on innocent people that don't have nothing to do with it. No. Feel that emotion and let it go. And then ask yourself, why am I allowing this to happen? What happened? What check yourself? What 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 part did I play to have this enter into my space? Meditation is amazing. You know, yoga is amazing. It helps you, it kind of centers you, it puts you in a clear, clear mind frame. You know, I've seen where people have said things, have done things, and you'll be sitting there saying, wow, wow, and you'll move on. But then you have those people that'll be like, I can't believe they said this, and it'll be months, months later, they're still talking about it. And you're like, baby, get over it. No, I just can't let it go. They they moved on. They moved on. What, what are you holding on to? Somebody once asked me, oh, my God, do you still have... Child, I erased things out my out my phone. I'm not the DA. What am I holding? Who, who case am I building against? Why do I need all this? Why am I using up space in my phone? Who? Who? All that, I got receipts. If you didn't... Listen, this is my whole stance for 2024. If you didn't address it right then and there... Then I don't need to hear about it. Don't bring it up seven months from now. Don't sit there. Well, I got the screenshots. Fuck you and the screenshots. That's going to be my whole 2024. Fuck you and your screenshots. I don't care. If at that moment you didn't say anything and you didn't address it, you bring it up seven, eight, nine months later, to me it's a lie. What, what were you holding on? Were you waiting for the perfect moment? Were you? And people will do that. That's the crazy part. Let someone die. Oh, my God, I put them in the ground, my magic, my this. You did all that, and you couldn't tell when your husband was cheating or that your woman, that that wasn't your kid, but you can see this. You killed somebody. Sit your ass down. For real. Or I always knew, I always knew they wasn't nothing. So you allow all these people to be hurt. If you knew this person was this and that, I don't want to get involved. So why are you getting involved now? Why are you saying something now? You stay quiet. You stay quiet back then. Stay quiet now. See, I put up a post and I put up a, a video and it was from that, that pastor where he said, instead of people relying on faith, they rely on likes and being validated and being, you know, the best. Why? If they like you today, they, it's not guaranteed they're going to like you in the next 30 minutes. Oh, you thought I was going to say tomorrow. No, people are fallible. They, you can be hot today at 1 o'clock. By 3 o'clock, somebody else is hot. So ride the wave and move on. I'm like Dave Chappelle. Get your coins and cash out. You, you hit the jackpot. Walk away. Go find something else to do. 
my vision said I have to be a reader. Okay, so be a reader. But that's all you're going to be known for? When they asked me, they said, oh, my God, you're retiring. Yeah, December 31st will be my last reading. Oh, wow, but you're still going to read? My love, I'm not going to advertise for a reading. I have very high clients that when they say, oh, no, you can't stop. For them, different ballpark. They're not on social media. They're a whole new different type of people. And they'll do this every so often. But that's not an advertisement. I don't have to put up, hey, readings and this. I don't need to do that. I did it for 29 years. And I'm grateful for it. I am. I'm grateful for it. But now it's time for us to evolve, for us to grow. You know, when you get in the room, are you in the room looking at people and trying to get with the latest gossip? Or are you in the room learning from people? When I would come in the room, I would sit and listen and learn. I would learn from people. I would learn. Learn what to do and definitely what not to do. I would learn. I would sit, listen, watch. And if I had to get up and get my hands dirty, I didn't care. I remember helping out and they told me to clean the bathroom, right? And I did. I cleaned the shit out of that bathroom. And you had all the little newbies, because we was all newbies. I ain't cleaning nobody bathroom. I didn't, I didn't care. I used to wonder why I go through so many things. And then it hit me later on now that I'm older. You went through all these things because you, you were already destined to be here. Les Brown once said, Wherever you are, you made an appointment to be there, right? Wherever you are in your life, you made an appointment to be there. When I used to be in the church, I was an usher. Sometimes we have to clean the bathroom, clean the kitchen, make sure the, the sanctuary is clean, make sure all the Bibles are intact, the fans, everything. I didn't complain. <laughs> I didn't. I did what I had to do. And I hung around all the older people. God bless the dad, Mother Frankie, and all of them. They were all ushers. And it was so beautiful because they, the for the ushers, it was, I'd rather be the gatekeeper to how to, the Lord instead of sit in the tents of wickedness. So, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But, um, and they believed that. And they took their job seriously where you had the white gloves, you had to be white, white stockings, white usher shoes, the nurse shoes. And they, they do inspections. You got to make sure. Now, here I was the youngest one out of all these older women. And they were older. Tell you how to stand, how you walk people in, how you take care of the pastor or the visiting pastor. Oh, they trained you. It, it wasn't like you just said, hey, I'm an usher. And when you, when you join, right, first of all, you got to be a member. You just can't walk up the street and be like, oh, I'm an usher. No. So when I, I thought about it and I said, I want to be an usher, right? Because I did. I, I just fell in love with those women, right? Because they are the backbone of the church. You get to see the usher and that you could tell how that church is going to be because you seeing them first. They the ones that let you come in. They give you the bulletin. They give you the, 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 um, <clears throat> the paper. They let you know who's the visiting pastor, who's singing. Because you got to know all these things. 
right? And then you seat people. Now, you have some people that think because they are big tide payers, they need to sit in the front. You know, pastor need to see me. Then you have those, I can't sit next to her, I don't like her. So, you got to deal with all that. Then you got to deal with crying babies, bad cheering, disrespectful young people. You got to deal with all of that. And mind you, they teach you hands-on on how to do it. As well as when you go and visit other churches. Because now you're representing not only the pastor, but you're representing, you're representing the church. You're representing the church family. You're representing the pastor, uh, the mother of the church, and the other ushers. You're representing everybody as well as yourself. So you have to carry yourself accordingly. Now, <clears throat> you're going to have those folk that's going to come in. That's going to be disrespectful. You're going to have those sisters that thinking they in the club and they ain't in the church. Right? They got short skirts on, titties out, all of that. You have to act and still keep your composure. You're going to have people that's going to get mad at you. That's going to go and tell the pastor about you. Oh, she said this and this. Then you have rules that you have to enforce. Because not everybody going to be happy that you have to enforce. When the word is being brought forth, the pastor is preaching. Unless it's an emergency where it's feeding mothers or little babies or crying babies. You can't really get up when the word is going forth. You have to sit down. But then you have those people. My boyfriend is outside. I got to go. And, you, and they say it loud. Then you have these people that want to get their oil blessed. So they got to tell you, can you go and take my oil up there? And they, sometimes they don't just have one bottle. They can have seven or eight bottles. No, this is for my bingo hall. And this is for this. So now you're going back and forth taking oils up there. Now, you, you got to make sure the pastor got room to preach. And if he's one of those preachers that like to walk around and move, he can't trip over no bottle. Okay? So you have so much things you have to learn. So, the first thing is, you got to be a member of the church. Hmm. Say it again. You got to be a member of the church. Now, Sister Donna, Sister Ifa Bayo, what do you mean? Well, you got to join new members class. Because you got to know the function of the church. You you saying, oh, I just want to be an usher. Pump your brakes. We got that. That's your agenda. Okay. But are you a part of this church? No. Oh, so let me direct you over here to new members class. New members class, yeah. So you got to learn how the church work. Who's the council? Who's the pastor? Who was the pastor before them? When is their birthdays? The holidays? What ceremonies do they have? Pastor's birthday, the, uh, the usher's day, the choir. You know, are you baptized? If it's a Baptist church, if it's not, and it's a Pentecostal, you know, did you receive the Holy Ghost? Are you saved? Did you give your life over to Christ? So you got to learn all these things. Now you're in new members class. New members class was like six weeks. Never forget, Minister Hines taught it. So now I have to be there every, you know, Monday. Can't forget that. Now, you thinking, okay, after I do a new members class, Okay, I could be a usher. No. So now you got into new members class, but you also got to go to Bible study. Wait, what? what? You can't be up here if you don't know the Bible. How, how you up here? You, you got to know what you're representing. You got to know what the words say. You got to read it. 
So now on Tuesday, you in Bible study. Now, <laughs> they have prayer. What? Yeah. So now you got to be there for the six o'clock prayer. Because you got to pray. Got to fast. Okay, now you're doing that. Now, <clears throat> you're like, okay, I'm ready to be an usher. Pump your brakes. Did you give your life over to Christ? Are you saved? No. Okay, well, you got to start with that, too. Because you done went through new members class. You know you're in Bible study, so you're learning the word. Do you understand who Jesus is? This is your personal savior. You understand who God is. Do you know the Bible? And do you know the different books? And you know Psalms? What about Proverbs? And you be like, oh. so that's going to take a little while. Okay. Now when they in church, they doing the altar call. You done went and did everything. Are you ready now? They don't pressure you. They just ask you, are you ready? Well, it might be that day. I'm ready. So now you done gave your life over to Christ. <sighs> now you're in Bible study. Now you're in, you, you're in, you were in uh, new members. You were in Bible study. Now you got to make sure you start coming. So Monday was uh, new members class. Tuesday was Bible study. Wednesday was prayer meeting. Thursday, you can go over there and help out when they feed and uh, do for the soup kitchen. Friday is youth service. So you got to know what your youth are. And I had kids, so I had to bring them. Saturday was choir meeting, usher board meeting. So you, you got to be there. And Sunday, you got to go to Bible study in the morning. And then you go for service, and then you come back for night service, and then you go home. So you're in church all day. So my kids went to church, and me went to church every day. Every day we was in that building. And then finally I became a new member. I received my hand of fellowship. That's what they call it, your hand of fellowship. What a friend to have. Of a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. You had to learn that, right? <laughs> you become a new member. So now you're a member of the church. Now you got to go to the usher board and meet the usher, the head usher, who was Sister Frankie and them, and Mother Cora, Ebae, they all passed away. And now they have to tell you, this is our meeting. This is our dues, because you pay dues, and you got to go here to this store and get your, your your uniform, buy two or three, and white stockings, no socks, and your shoes, and they do an inspection, and your gloves, and because it was a Baptist, Faith Tabernacle Baptist Church, you ain't have to wear the doilies, but your head should be covered. And, you know, you put the little the little dolly on your head, but it should be, um, or you will get the usher hat. And the first person they meet is you. Smile on your face. Breath can't be stank. Make sure the coffee and stuff, the bathrooms are attended to. Got to make sure the, the, the sheets are all uh, clean and, you know, white. And so if someone catches spirit or... Catch the Holy Ghost. You got to make sure you cover them. And for the sisters that's there, 
you know, and then for the babies, you usually bring little toys or something or some crackers, but you got to ask the mom and them. And then you got to be good with kids because sometimes the mother and them, they're not going to move. So you got to take the kid in the back or you got to be back there sometime to play with the kids. I mean, it's a lot to go in it. I was grateful to be a usher. And I never forget, my friend Sherelle told on me. She went to Pastor and was like, Pastor, she is an evil usher. I said, I ain't evil. You are not going to be sitting here gossiping when the word is going forth. Be quiet. And I remember they was like, we going back there to tell Pastor. I said, you better tell Jesus. That's the only one that can do something. <laughs> they used to get mad at me. I ain't care them. Quiet them children. Shh. Word is going forth. And they used to sit back there and say, she is evil. But I wasn't. They would crack jokes. But it was worth it. And I was happy to be a part of it. I was. I was. It was It was cool to do. I was happy. You know, you'll see me and my white walking down the street. All white. You had to be in white. White shoes. White stockings. White usher dress. White gloves. And it couldn't be short. It had to be three quarters. White sweaters, then I have one, no other color, simply white. And I was grateful to be a part of it. But it taught me discipline to be humble. And then it also taught me to have pride in yourself. Have pride. You have to stand on it. And you have to talk to people. With a loving words. And you have to listen with a loving non-judgment ear. Ushers are, they are the pillars of the church. That is not a lie. And a lot of work goes in behind them. And they take pride in what they do. They make sure the pastor got his juice, his tea, his water, his handkerchief. And you got to have your... Your towel over your hand. Because when you serve them, you got to make sure everything is covered. And then you got to also be trustworthy. Because they give you the dish to collect the money. And then you take it in the back. Envelopes, you got to make change. You got to watch people as well. Because you have to be focused. You can't, you have to be. Because some people, listen. Some people don't see it as a holy temple. Some people see it as an ATM. So you have to watch them where they take the money and they try to drop a, a, a dollar in and try to take out 20 or 50. So you got to also be wary of that. It's a lot that goes on with being an usher. Real talk. So I had to learn at a very early time how to deal with people. Especially disgruntled people. I was happy to be a part of Faith Tabernacle. I really was. It was a great experience. It was. Here it was this thug girl. And the crazy part is half the people that was in there, the young people, <laughs> I bullied them. I fought them. I would torment the shit out of them. Now I'm grown. And it was a few people in there that... They didn't see me as grown, being married, having children. They still saw me as the young girl that went to junior high school. And I had to explain to them, that ain't me. That's not me. 
And, you know, it, it, it was. It was an experience when I first got there. It was. And I remember, because I, I would never wear shoes. I would wear sneakers and jean skirts. And i never forget when Pastor said, he said, Sister, why you wear sneakers or jeans? I said, just in case if one of these people in here pop off, I know to pull this skirt up. I got sneakers and I'm going to beat them to death. He was like, what? You want me to lie? You want me to tell you the truth, sir? <laughs> he was like, come here. And, you know, being up front wasn't ever a problem for me. And, you know, I love Pastor, Pastor Solomon Roberts. He used to be like, you know what, sister, I, I, you, you, you just, you, you're a breath of fresh air. I was like, thank you. I said, I, I've been called a lot of other things, but never that. He used to be like, nah. And I'll never forget my mom, when I came home, I came home, I came down there to visit her. And Pastor had uh, rode by, and he said, I got your daughter. And she looked at me, and she said, you know, I used to go to that church. I said, for real? She said, yeah. She said, I used to go there. I was a member there one time. I said, get out. And when Pastor told her, Pastor said, I need you down there now. I got your daughter. And she said, baby, the day when I go down there, they roll me in. I won't be walking. And they showed there. Her funeral was in there. They rolled in. Pastor said, she ain't lying. I said, nah, not one minute. I've, I've, I won't say I lived a boring life. I won't say I lived a fabulous life. I lived my life. I lived my life. I had some good days, some down days. I had some great days. I had some exciting days. I had some days that, man, whew, I didn't think I was going to make it. I definitely had a lot of learning days. But why I'm saying this and did this whole podcast is, I want you to honor your life. I don't care if it's good, bad, or indifference, obstacles, challenges, all that. Honor your life. It's yours. God gave you a vision. He gave you a life. He gave you obstacles. He gave you all that. And you still here. Baby, if you can survive all that, and you still here, you can survive anything. For real. Honor your life. Take pride in what you do. In the Bible, it says, God gave you preachers, teachers, healers. It's in the Bible. Now, you have some people that go against the Bible. Me, I believe the Bible is an acronym. Basic instructions before leaving earth. That's how I see it. And it is. It is basic instructions to me. Can't speak for nobody else. It's the best spell book that was ever written. I definitely believe that. You know, there's so many Psalms and so many, we only, you know, you have people only focus on Psalms. And I'm like, why? The whole Bible itself is a magic book. Joshua 1 and 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be neither afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. That, that whole scripture right there teaches you about self-esteem. It puts self-esteem in your back. He said, have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be neither afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. If you down there in the liquor store, God with you, wherever you are, why are you worried about somebody bothering you, attacking you, coming after you? 
For what? God with you. The, the great I am is with you. Hence why the elders back in those days, the grandmamas in them had so much faith because they didn't only come from out of the book of Psalms. They, every from beginning to end, every piece of word, letter, scripture had some kind of magic behind it. Real talk. Hence why they have Bible Mancy, where they divine through the Bible. For real. It's a real thing. It is amazing when it's done right. Not this okie doke shit that they get on Google. I'm not. I don't care for her. Don't even really like her. But she do got a gift. And that I don't take away from her. Yaya Joyce, that chick, she reads from the Bible. She reads and divines through the Bible. Because I remember when I told her. I didn't lie to her. I said, today or tomorrow, me and you never speak. I said, never forget this. This is your gift. Everybody don't have to read by tarot cards. Everybody don't have to read by shells. Everybody don't have to read by water. There's so many ways. A good diviner can read through anything. And those older people, they wasn't trying to do tarot cards. Because, listen, tarot cards is a European thing. Let's be honest. Right? So, they weren't... They read signs through the Bible, through the trees, how the sap on the trees, how the grass would lean one way or another way, the sight of the moon, how the stars, the air. They, they could tell just by that. You know how many old people would sit out and be like, uh-uh, child, it's this weather. Mm -mm, that's that wind. That wind blowing somebody in. Who? Watch. Child, 20 minutes later. Oh, it's Uncle such and such that came in from New York. Told you it was going to blow somebody in. Did you feel it? No. Or that rain. Mm-mm, child. It's this healing rain. Get, get that bucket and put it out there. How you know? Or, mm-mm. Oh, no. Flip all those buckets over. We don't want that water. Mm-mm. That's, that's, that, that's that misery. Uh-uh. Somebody passed. We don't need that. No. Turn them buckets over. I don't want that water. They read like that. Signs. Different signs. Bird fly. This bird is here, or a snake, or they see a rabbit. Every time, right? Because I, I was raised around old people. <laughs> so every time, me and my daughter, i never forget, me and my daughter, we was up here, in, in upstate. We was in the mall, right, walking into the mall. And the rabbit was there. I said, oh, somebody gray have a baby. She was like, what? I said, you see those rabbits over there? I said, somebody gray have babies, fertile people. Child, what she said to her friends, they called her and told her they was pregnant. I said, it never fails. If we saw rabbits and it wasn't Easter, <laughs> even if you see a rabbit, okay. You see a raccoon, uh, lock, lock my doors, check those windows. Why? Because somebody's going to get robbed. Check, keep that money. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, somebody getting robbed. So it was whatever you saw, they had signs. They had sayings for everything. I never forget, I was with someone the other day, and I was like, you know, there's a song that we teach, don't ever laugh when the coffin go by, or you will be the next to die. You always had to have respect for the dead. I was like, so they told by signs and different things, but definitely the Bible from the front, the, excuse me, that we, you know, everybody just know songs, songs. And you'd be sitting there saying, these old people, you wasn't raising this out for around some older people? Because they ain't just use songs, Proverbs. How to how to get your woman in check. It tells you in Proverbs, a man would rather live in the wilderness before he lives with a cantankerous woman. So that's letting you know 
Fix yourself, sister. Because that man ain't happy. Because you sitting here arguing and going back and forth. Shut up. Read that Read that about four or five times a day. She'll calm down. Oh, okay. So, they didn't just use Psalms. So, I'm grateful. Like I said, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And I want you to be grateful. I want you to celebrate your life. Create your story. Stop putting your pen in the hands of other people to write your story. You write your story. This is your life. Yes, we get sidetracked. Sometimes fear will block us. But sometimes it's your spirit saying, I need you to rest. I want you at 100%. I don't need you walking around with a 20% battery. You're not going to do a good job. Because sometimes people go, oh, I didn't do it. I was lazy. No, you wasn't ready right then and there. You will know. Because everybody always want to know, well, when am I ready? You will know when you're ready. You will know. Time be right there with you. It just opens up. That door open up. I'm a strong believer when God give you the vision, he give you the tools, he give you the material, and he definitely give you the clientele. That is without a doubt. For real. That is without a doubt. But you just got to have the faith to have it, to do it. And you got to believe in it. You have to believe in it. You have to believe in you. i never forget when I was offered the job at the Botanica. I was staying with my ex-husband. Never forget. I was staying with my ex-husband. And I came in and I said... You think I can do it? He said, hey, what I think. Do you think you can do it? I said, yeah, I know I can. I was like, you know, but, you know, how, how do I? He said, well, what's the cut? I said, well, he does 50-50. They said, okay. So then, back then, my readings was $20. He took 10 I had 10 And it was this black girl that was working there. And she would cut up pineapples and dress them and all of that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put on a horse and buggy show. I didn't. And I never forget, man, this Italian, these Italian rich women. Never forget them. I was out in Long Island. Italian rich women. They still follow me. Italian rich women, right? I'm talking about like rich women. Money longer than train smoke. She said, hey, why you don't have the pineapples and all of this stuff? I said, because I don't need that. <laughs> I said, you know, no disrespect to the young lady because I don't know her, but I don't need that. And she said, well, what do you do? I said, I just read cards. I tell people, you know, the problem and give them a solution to fix it. Never forget. She said, well, I got a daughter. I said, okay. She brought her daughter in. Never met these people. Told her, helped her daughter. Her daughter went and told her friends. Then her friends told her friends. So out there in Long Island, I'll never forget. I would used to get maybe one, two, three readings. One day I came in there, man, it was a line. And the owner was like, who they for? I said, I don't know. I guess they for the pineapple lady because I never knew her name. I was like, pineapple lady. So he asked, he said, what color are your tickets? My tickets then was yellow. And they said, we got yellow. We supposed to see her, huh? <laughs> so the pineapple lady came in. We had... Two little tables and four chairs. She was like, oh, um, these are all my clients. And the owner was like, nah, they for her. And she was like, oh, she got to leave. 
And I was like, look, we can split half of these people. Well, that's how nice I was back then. I said, we can split half of these people and we can knock them out so they don't have to wait. I don't share with nobody. And I just looked at it and I said, great then. Excuse me. And I took those chairs and put them next to me. And I was knocking those people out. Knocking them out, reading them. And she said, I quit. And she took a case of candles or something. I'll never forget the owner said. She said, I quit. And this place is going to be shut down. And all of y'all are going to be cursed. I wasn't initiated or nothing. I was just a reader. That was it. Just trying to pay bills. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. But for that day right there, I said, hey. The day you do something to me, you will never make it out of this mall. Baby, when I tell you, and I was really drinking a coffee because back then I used to drink coffee. And I just said it. I don't even know why I said it for the life of me. But I know she was standing there. She grabbed the box and she was like, yeah, I'm cursing all of y'all. All of y'all, all of y'all. And I'm sitting there and I, the girl that was working with me, it was a young girl. I just grabbed a cup of coffee and I put it to my mouth and I looked directly at her and I said, you won't make it out of this parking lot. Child, why homegirl got in a car crash? She ain't died, but she got in a car crash right when she got out the parking lot. She didn't even never make it out the parking lot. She was pulling her car and the car hit her. So the Italian ladies was laughing and they would, they would come over there. And stuff. And they became friends of mine. You know, they did. They became friends of mine. Cool ladies. Cool ladies. Shout out to them. They were always supported me. I'm grateful for them. Like I said, it's your story. Be authentic. I keep telling everyone that. Why? Because it saddens me when I look online and seeing people mimic each other or seeing different readers. Oh, if you go to this one, I can't deal with you. If you're doing this and I'm not this and, you know, I'm I'm the reader. Yo, it's enough money for everybody. But we all have one agenda to help the people that come to us. If they come to me and I may help them with one situation, they come to you, they may come for something else. It's okay. We don't own anybody. Our job is to heal them, make them self-sufficient so they always don't have to come to us. They can go and do things on their own and, and heal their family and their community. We're just birthing other leaders. Why now do they have to become our prisoner where you can only go to one people? Nope. If you go to them, don't come back over here. Well, maybe they're good in relationship work. You just said you don't do that. So what's the problem? They need help. The same way you go into different stores. I love Best Buy. I like Walmart. But I ain't going to buy no electronic from Walmart. I'm going to buy from Best Buy. Or I'm going to go to the manufacturer that make it. I'm going to go to the Apple store. And get it from Apple. Okay. But guess what? If my budget says Walmart, I'm going to either do one or two things. I'm going to get it right then and there or I'm going to save up and then go back to the store that I originally wanted to go. Because maybe they have great insurance. Yeah, I get insurance on my stuff. The same way with flying. How many airlines are they? I know I ain't flying Spirit no more. But guess what? You got Southwest, Delta. I like flying Southwest. So do we just turn our back and just say, nope, I'm only going to fly on Delta. What if Delta don't go overseas? What if Southwest don't go overseas? So you're going to miss out? Listen, folks, you don't need to be like nobody. 
you don't need to copy nobody. God gave you your gift. He gave it to you. You to perfect it. You to learn and help those that come to you. That's it. That's all. That's it. This is not a hit or miss. This is not, this is why I tell people, yo, perfect your craft. Perfect it. Learn it. Know it. No reader should tell you, well, am I, I don't know, I think. Because it says here, but the book said, book? This is why you perfect it. You learn what you're getting into. You are holding people's lives in your hands. And some people are helping people, but they're helping them from a trauma perspective. If you knew you have been essayed by a guy, and here it is, these women now, they're with a man, and he may have yelled at her. If the cards didn't say, hey, he's just going through something, he didn't really mean to yell, has he ever put his hands on you? No. It doesn't mean it come from your trauma part and to be like, girl, if he yell at you, he's going to be beating you. Leave. But Does the car say that? No. So then why? Did your spirit say that? No. Then why are you trying to help her from a trauma space? Heal first before you start helping people. And no, we're not doing that. Well, as I heal them, I'm healing. No. What you're doing is you're cutting them with the brokenness that you have in you. Come for me and I know how to come back. Prove me wrong because I know I'm not. If you know that you have been betrayed and you don't like, oh, because you know how many people out here, oh, I can't hang around women, uh-uh, I don't like, no, listen, that group of women hurt you. Learn to heal from that and to heal the person that allowed it. So this way, if, oh, I had a, a disagreement with my friend, girl, leave her. No, 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 did the card say it? Did the spirit say it? No, then stop, sit down, sit down. If that's not your expertise, great. Then send them to somebody. You can't be great in everything. This is your lane. Stay in it. Know your place. Run your race. This is someone else's lane. Okay, send them over there. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, my light won't dim from me sending them somewhere else. Matter of fact, it's going to shine brighter. It speaks of your character. I can't be at the table and just hold the whole table. No, that's not what spirituality is. I'm good at this. That person may be excellent in that. Okay, does that dim my light? No. You know, even when I worked at retail, right, it was a store that used to be down the block from us. We had hookah hookup, and then you had uh, four, uh, 411, right? Uh, 420 with the other smoke shop. I used to send people down there. And I used to say, yo, tell them the hookah hookup. Oh, I call. Yo, this is a hookah hookup. I, I know I was in y'all store. Y'all got this. I'm sending a customer down there. And people would be shocked. Like, yo, you, no, I'm not. It speaks of my character. And those people, whenever they had an event or whatever, they would invite us. And be like, yo, come through, yo. Because I helped them to help me as well. If I didn't have it, I know you had it. What? Go down there and get it. I'm going to help you. I love y'all. I know I went all over the place. But it's great because I love having conversations. And I want you to be you. Don't let people pigeonhole you into one spot. Perfect your lane. Build up your faith. Know who you are. Stand on your word. Respect your morals and principles and respect other people. That's it.
That's all. That's the key to life. Live. Live. Live life to the fullest. Love y'all. Bye.